gets the knife. If Tom hears you opening a Hershey's Kiss, he, like, freaks the fuck out for the foil. He's like, gotta grab it. Does he like foil? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that for him. <laughs> yeah. Just bring some out and crinkle it whenever we're going. When we go out. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Oh, Bill, refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry. I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Oh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is why. To drink. Just a bit might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir... Cue the, the theme song. <laughs> Well, I would have already played the. Oh, song. okay, okay. Anyway, welcome. Sydney Breyer is alive. <laughs> Sydney Breyer is alive. Sydney, Sydney Breyer is alive. Sydney Breyer is alive. Welcome, welcome. to Tipsy Terror. <laughs> okay, that's too loud. <laughs> but, okay. It wasn't. You told me it would be louder. Okay. Oh well. Okay. So. Um, so welcome to Tipsy Terror, and today's episode we're doing Pontypool. A movie that literally nobody has heard of unless somebody you know has seen it. Well, it was on Netflix for the longest time, um, but no, it's not because Netflix is bullshit now. But uh, yes, Pontypool would recommend get the DVD. It's so good. I'm sure you can um, very easily find it illegally online, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably. I'm, I'm not yeah. recommending it. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, you wouldn't download a car. No. We, we don't... <laughs> Officially, the podcast does not support <laughs> breaking the law. But the individuals do. <laughs> but uh, we also don't support uh, telling people what to do. <laughs> so, you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, oh, my God. You guys have the key on new DVD. Yeah, I bought it because we tried to watch it twice, but we got... We fell asleep both times. It's, like, not a bad movie. It's no, a love movie. It's just... We were very tired. Yeah. All right. So... Um, Pontypool. Uh, I forgot what the steps. A great movie. I forgot the steps of this podcast. What do we do next? Talk about well, who we, we are. Oh, wait, wait. Start with the... We have to tell. Okay, so Harish and I realized at the last couple episodes we haven't told our listeners oh, yeah. what we do on this. We podcast. haven't explained. <laughs> I think the only time we explain the premise is the, the first, first episode. <laughs> I love that but for the us. Other times we go into it. So basically, the idea of this podcast is we watch a movie and get drunk. Um, and record ourselves watching the movie, and then afterwards, directly afterwards, while we're still drunk, we record a podcast. And we keep drinking while recording. And we will play clips from while we were recording earlier during this podcast. So if it sounds like the audio is a little different, that's because that was coming from when we were watching the movie, and we try to translate those thoughts as much as we can into the after conversation. And um, uh, specifically for this episode, we watched it with some friends of ours, Quinn and Lauren, who former you've... guests, and yeah. also our friend RG, future guest. Who just came in halfway through um, the movie and had no idea what was happening. So if you fear... He caught up. He adapted. Yeah, we, we just kind of caught him up on it. So if you hear other voices during in the clips, uh, that's what... That is. Yeah. Including this clip, for example. There is a wow, this is very anti-UFO. <laughs> and our friends are totally not sitting downstairs right now waiting for us. Well, I mean, we're recording this without them because they're not guests on this episode. Yeah. It's all us. Yeah. <laughs> um, for better or worse. 
So let's do the quiz. The we do that trivia. first. Yeah, we do that. We first. usually do yeah, that okay. on the last two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, fuck. So Harish Wait. is our DD. What were you gonna say? Should we do intros? Oh yeah, let's do our intros. Like, we intros and what ourselves. we're drinking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Do you want to say? Right. Yeah, because I am dying to tell people <laughs> that my name is Molly Haynes and I am drinking a four loco. Because I have no self-respect. Wait, you need to detail. What are you drinking a Four loco out of? <laughs> I am drinking a Four loco out of an Aquaman promotional movie theater <laughs> cup. It's literally like a liter. It's, no, it's like more than a hundred ounces. <laughs> and I did uh, tweet a so picture big. onto our Twitter oh, for really? those curious already, of what it looks like. Did you already tweet it? Oh, it's up. Oh, it's up yeah, on the Twitter. Um, now we revealed when we, <laughs> we recorded this podcast. Yeah, so if you look back three weeks ago, you'll find the tweet. Um, uh, okay, so my name is Samantha Blevins. Wait, did you say your last name? Yeah, I Okay, you can call me Sam. Um, and I'm drinking this Leinenberg, how do you pronounce? Leinenberg. Kugels. It's a berry shandy. Um, our lovely friend Stavrula Paps came for New Year's this year and as a gift left a six pack of these and it's pretty good. I'm not a huge shandy person, but Paps like the, the beer. beer. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna love that. It's very delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and my name is Harish Manana. I'm drinking a twisted tea. Okay, that's it. <laughs> quiz, Let's quiz, quiz. Go on to the quiz. Harish is our DD this week. Yay! Oh, Yay! Okay. Um. Uh. Okay. So we normally do three questions, right? Yeah. It's up. It's dealer's choice. Yeah. So we're gonna do three questions. First question. These are all based on just the Wikipedia entirely. Um. Uh. Okay. This uh, movie was set in the the town of Pontypool, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was filmed in a different city. Which city was it filmed in? Option A, Los Angeles. Option B, New York City. <laughs> Option C, Toronto. Me. Option D, oh. uh, Edmonton, Beep. Alberta. Beep. Oh, she got it. She got it. Okay. Last one. Edmonton, Alberta, yeah. Canada? Yeah. That's false. Take a drink. Me. Toronto. Toronto is the correct answer. Yay! I think I when we were watching the credits, I think I saw a thank you oh, to Toronto. Well, and this I is think homophobic. That's how- Sad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only because I was like we were I was reading the subtitles of like what they were saying, right. so I, I happened to catch that. Okay. Alright. Um question okay. two. This is my question, I got the um according to Wikipedia <laughs> the uh um, so it says, uh, fill in the blank. According to McDonald, the writer hashed out the, a script in blank. Um, option A, 36 hours. Option B, 48 hours. Option C, two weeks. Option D, um, three months. Beep, beep, beep. Yes. I believe 36 hours. Wrong. Really? I was gonna go 36 hours. I guess by default, 48 that's the correct yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, Well, because the guy who wrote the script is the same guy who wrote the book that really? it's based off of, I'm pretty sure. That's, mm, yeah, that's true. It's true. I was on the right. IMDb earlier. Wow, well, I wasn't cheater. Looking, no, I was cheater, looking. Cheater, cheater. <laughs> Pumpkin eater. I was looking up one of the, um, one of the actors and I saw it was like 
I saw the writing credit underneath the actors. I promise I'm not intentionally cheating. I just happen to have seen both of these things. <laughs> Final question. Okay. At um, uh, a festival in 2008, the director, Bruce McDonald, stressed that the victims of the virus detailed in the film were not zombies and called them what? What? Um, a. Talkers. B. Walkers. <laughs> C. Conversationalists. Or D, uh, dead people. Me, 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 me. Conversationalists. <laughs> That's that right? correct. Yeah! <laughs> I'm so sorry, sorry Mom. <laughs> that was just the funniest answer. I was gonna say talkers. Talkers? That's, like, That's like, what, that logically makes I sense. I like that. It's better than oh. conversational. It's just like a trivia every week. I am the weakest link. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Samantha loses, <laughs> which means... No, she won. No, I won. Did you win? I got all, she got all right. three. She got was all three. It was a sweep. Right. <laughs> 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 all right, I guess I'll Okay, well, um, Molly loses, so she, what, finishes her game? No, I'm not I... making her finish that. Thank you. <laughs> Molly just goes down in our estimation as a person. <laughs> yeah, I just lose a, some self-respect points. <laughs> um, so, is, is, it re- is it recapped? It's time oh, for the recap. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, this is gonna be so oh, this hard. this is easy, because there's, like... Four maybe, characters. There's... Yeah, there's like four there's characters. Four of so, them. um, well, so someone be Sydney, someone be Grant, and someone be Lauren, Laurel, Laurel and, and the Lauren. doctor, and the doctor. Yeah, and there's the doctor, and there's also Ken Loney. Oh, oh yeah, Ken from the Sunshine Chopper. Well, you can be Laurel, Laurel, and Ken, and the doctor without interfering with each other because. Okay, let's go. Um, Molly, pick uh, one. Can person. I not pick first? I don't care. Okay, Samantha, pick one. I'm fine with being, like, Laurel and the Doctor and Ken. Wow. Okay, I said pick one and you pick three. Well, okay. just because no, the fine. other two are, like, full characters through the whole movie. That was a joke. Oh, fuck That's you. Joke. Fuck okay. you. Okay. Um, okay, so Samantha's Laurel and the Doctor and Ken Loney. Yeah. Is it cool if I'm Grant Mazzy? Yeah, I'll be Sydney. Yes! I'm Grant Mazzy. Sydney Blair? Sydney Blair. It's Sydney, live! Sydney Briar. Briar is alive! Sydney Blair! Briar the alive. Sydney Blair Project? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sydney Blair is a live project. Right. All right, we need to set a timer, um, and we are going to stick to three minutes for this. No, no explaining. No, not three minutes. What five is minutes too short. Five. Let's five do five minutes. minutes. Okay, yeah. five minutes. We're going to stick to five minutes for this. Wait. Week. Before we do anything, I just want to share that Jim Jones used to sell spider monkeys door to door. You know what? I... This isn't related, it's just Why did on my I mind. know that? Have you mentioned it before? I talk about it constantly. <laughs> what made you think of that? I don't know. I was... <laughs> she just thinks about it. It's just always on my mind. Just <laughs> <laughs> think about cult leaders. It's it was fun. a door-to-door spider monkey salesman. Okay. okay. I'm um, sorry. Don't you well, need a license for those? I'm going to give Not us... Not in the 50s. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do seven minutes so I have leeway to cut out. Okay, so. okay, okay. Okay. Seven Ready, minutes. set, Go. It's me, Grant Mazzy. I am driving to work. I'm a radio DJ um, in the morning, and I'm driving to work, and I'm arguing with my agent, and oh shit, this woman knocked on my window, and I roll down the window, and I say, hello? And she repeats me, hello? And I say, hello back, and she just walks away, and I'm like, who are you? And I hear an echo, who are you? Who are you? And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I drive back to work, and... Um, uh, I go in, and, uh, my producer, Laurel Ann, is there. Hi. Or, my intern, I, I guess? don't know, and some young person in the yeah. studio. Um, lower than me there yeah. is Laurel Ann. 
Hi, Laurelan. Hey, Grant. Yeah, and I go into the studio, and my producer, Sydney Breyer, comes in. Hello. <laughs> That's not and how I talk. I get but... on the radio, and I talk about, hey, it's... It's Mazzy in the morning, and I'm here, and I'm taking no prisoners, because I'm a right-wing guy, okay. and I am believing free speech, or whatever. The calm down the politics, son. <laughs> okay, We can't cool. have that. <laughs> anyway, my question is, when do you call 911, blah, blah, blah. Let blah, me patch you through blah, blah, to blah. Kenny Lott. <laughs> Ken Loney. Oh, um, on the radio here, it's time for our weather report from Ken Loney in the Sunshine Chopper. <laughs> Pretend you hear chopper noises in the background. <laughs> Weather's cool. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, um, you're doing great work in that chopper. Sounds like anyway, you're all in the danger zone there. <laughs> back to the news. Um, Sydney, don't you, uh... Is there anything? Anyway, uh... Stuff is going down, and there was a uh, riot. It looks like a there... A riot! There's there was, two riots! There was a hostage situation. <laughs> oh, yeah! And, and I'm I catching that in. It yeah. sounds like everyone's drunk, but also there's a riot going on. Okay. We don't know what's going on. Probably everyone's just drunk. We'll get back to you on that. Don't um, call the cops an alcoholic. He is an alcoholic. <laughs> and that's mean. Yikes, I should not have said that on air, that the cop's an alcoholic. Anyway, next, up next is, uh... Kenny Loney, again, from the Sunshine Chopper. What's up, Ken? Also, you just found out that I'm only pretending to make chopper noises. (laughs) That's not important. Okay. Driving around your Dodge Dart. In my Dodge Dart. Um, so, um, up here in the air, I can see in this Dr. John Mendez's office, uh, there's a riot breaking out. Uh, Hundreds of people are trying to get in and they're banging in and they're breaking the windows and oh Hold my on. god did you say dr john mendez i said dr fucking john mendez dr john mendez something's happening at dr john, john mendez it's dr john mendez can confirm <laughs> something is happening with oh dr. my john god mendez. people just got trampled they're dying out here in the streets oh my god the terror Okay, that's enough, Ken. Let's I gotta get away. I gotta cut talk it out. to you later. Cut um, it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. You're doing great in out. the Sunshine Chopper. Uh, now, next we have the performance of Lawrence of Arabia by the local high school. And they're all in brown, brown face. face. This oh. is probably racist, but um, that's okay. All right, uh-huh. that's over with. Nope. Let's get that up. Yep. So, wait, no. Um, the They come ah, in, they sing a song. Ah, bah, I'm the girl. Hold on. <laughs> Um, okay. Good input, girl. Uh, we're gonna ignore that for now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> let's move on back to Ken Loney. Ken Loney, are you back? Uh, um, people are dying still, I think. Wait, uh, aren't you inside of a grain silo? That's and way later. <laughs> there's someone, there's someone with you. Oh, there's, there is? Oh, he died. There's a guy with you, and... <laughs> Okay, we'll come back to you, Ken Loney. <laughs> anyway, okay, um, so we're getting reports from the police that something's going on, but we don't know what's going on. And, um, Sydney, do you have anything to say? Is there anything? Oh, Ken Loney's back, and he has someone with him who's... Oh my he has God, a recording this, this, that he this, wants to play did you for hear, us. Did you hear my recording that I sent in? No? No, no okay. I didn't hear anything. Let me see if I can get it for you again. I have this large teenage boy... And oh my god, his wrists are stubbed. He's crawling. He's he's making these noises. And he's mommy, mommy, help me. Oh, help me. It's it's 
Mommy! This is this boy. He's Wait, doing th- this. Wait, those are the voices coming from a teenage boy's mouth. Yes, those are coming from that a teenage boy's small mouth. small baby's voice. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I have to get away. Uh, okay. Cut, cut this. Cut, cut this. Away. It's too cut weird. Away. Cut it. Oh, God. Cut it. Okay, Sydney. Um, we're gonna go on break for a second, and we'll be back in a second. Hey, Sydney, what? Are you fucking with me? I don't if know, honey. I'm gonna. I don't fucking, know, honey. What's I'm going gonna on? fucking leave honey, this place. Honey, what's happening? Okay, I'm gonna get out. What's happening, uh, honey? Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Uh, there's people. There's people outside. They're repeating what <laughs> we're saying. Uh, get out, honey. I don't know. Where, I don't, I don't where know, honey. Okay, I'm gonna go I'm back. I'm what you're saying. Hey, you background. deal I'm with the tea, tea kettle. I'm Give making some tea. Whistle, 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 whistle. And She's here, through the window, comes Dr. John fucking Mendez. But wait, didn't the translation come through earlier of what you're supposed to do oh, and not um, supposed to do? Oh, yeah, there was a French yes, report. There was a French message, um, and it says, don't talk to your um, family members, avoid terms of endearment, and uh, um, don't talk, avoid the English language, yeah, and do you... not translate this message. Yeah. Oh, shit. And oh. so... Um, but Cut I'm, to the future. I'm Cut to Laurel Ann babbling What's to myself, and then I'm head cocked. Oh fuck! Shit, we got it. Oh, it, then who crashes in? But hey, Dr. you guys, John Mendez. John Mendez, Sydney Breyer, come into the studio where it's soundproof. All right, so I'm Dr. John Fucking Mendez, and I've noticed that like a lot of people are acting fucking weird, and um, I think it might be the English language, and boom. Ah, Boom! Laura Land's ah, attacking us. Boom. Honey, you gotta stop, honey. Boom! Doctor John Face Mendes. is all bloody. Everyone, everyone, just be quiet. Maybe if she doesn't hear us, then she she'll stop hunting us. Sounds like the time for a personal call. Yep. Hi, sweetie. How you doing, honey? Oh, can I talk to daddy? We should oh, stop. God. Stop it with the sweetheart. Shut stop up. It. Shut up. Laura Land's dead now. Oh yeah, I just ate. Or I just died. I ate some wires and electrocuted my mouth off. John Mendez is telling us. Um, that you should not use the. It's the English language. The virus is spreading through the English language. And parlez-vous français? Oui, je parle français. La petite croissant baguette baguette. And then you allons-y. Lock me into the sound booth, and I'm babbling to myself because I too have maybe caught it a little bit. Okay, uh, John Mendez is fucked up. Hey, Sydney Breyer, let's go. Oh no. Ah, the child the that we saw earlier. Child. The racist child. Oh my child god, attacking she's attacking me. me. Oh, so we gotta kill her. her. We killed her. Kill, 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 okay. kill, kill, kill. Now we're child. hiding in this room. Kill. John Mendez runs into this room kill, kill, and then kill. leaves. And then to I save crawl us. out the window and I Oh, you guys send out your message. You have to send out the message. Oh yeah. Sydney Breyer is alive. Sydney Breyer is alive. They're sending out Sydney this message Breyer. to distract the zombie people. And also so the zombie people will repeat it. Yeah. And, and now John, I, Dr. John Mendez, to save these new, these other people, I'm going to crawl out and yell out, Sydney Breyer is alive and distract the, what did, what were they called? The conversationalists. The conversationalists. Okay, Sydney, uh. Kill, 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 oh, kill, sh- kill. Uh, I'm sh- infected. Sh- kill. Sh- shut up, shut up. Kill, kill his, kill his, kill something else. Kill his, uh, hug. Kill his kiss. Kill his kiss. Kill his kiss. Kill his kiss. Oh, oh we're make making out. out. We're oh. making out now. <laughs> Guys, the point is, we gotta not understand the word. Let's just talk gib- gibberish and hope someone understands that they're supposed to not understand. And now I'm just talking in the microphone, trying to save the world. And Sydney. it sounds like there's military outside. They're setting bombs. Now Kill his kiss. Woo. Hey, kids. Um, uh, people, right. if you're listening Wait. to the radio, this is all...
just don't understand words. The English they can't language kill us. uh kill is kiss and um Happy is train. Sad. No, happy is train, and rhinoceros is lucky, and banana is Prozac, and we keep doing this, and it looks like we're gonna die, and cuts to credits. Banana is Prozac is the best thing I've heard. Oh, and then also post credit scene that makes no sense. Well, during the credits, there's a bunch oh, of radio, yeah. but then what do you say, honey? It looks like something went bad in Pontypool. Did you hear? I heard. Okay. Let's blow this popsicle stand, then blow our brains out, then blow each other. <laughs> this is a whole situation. You have to see that post-credits scene for that to make sense. Okay, well, okay, thanks, and that's the end of the recap. That was that, and oh honestly, that was a good recap, but I know people listening that haven't seen that movie are gonna be like, this makes no fucking sense. It's hard because the this movie is a makes movie. no sense. Well, the movie. It does if you watch all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, but it's also like. More, it's more cerebral than just like a straightforward plot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, the idea of the movie is that <sighs> let's go take it piece by piece. So it's set in a radio station and like a um, very early morning host, morning show host, morning radio station. Yeah, and uh. Throughout the movie, they're getting reports of stuff that's happening in town. It's set in Pontypool in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a real place. It's a real place. Uh, but they're getting reports of stuff that's happening. There's, like, riots around the town. Um, so let's talk about that first. Uh, what did you guys think about... About how the movie was all... Like, nothing... When you think about it, nothing really happens in the movie... Because it's all happening. Outside. They're getting reports of it. Stuff. Nothing really happens until the end. What did you guys think about that? I love. I haven't seen this movie before. Yeah. As your preface. But and you, like, Sam based and I on, both have. Yeah. Based on the description that you gave me, I was kind of hooked from the beginning. And I love kind of how you're describing it as like a bottle movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where it's all in one place. And the only kind of insight you get into the plot is what you're hearing other people say about certain events. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, that being said, I was confused, so I'm glad I watched it with people who have seen it before. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like I might not have understood everything. Yeah. But, um, man, there were moments that, like, when something, like, finally clicked, it, like, really got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, kind of that aspect of we're just kind of as in the dark about what's happening as the people. Yeah. In the radio station. Yeah. That was, um, this is actually like one of my favorite horror movies and I really like it because it's all like the idea of don't show the monster Mm -hmm. which if you don't know it's basically the idea is that um the human mind is can create something more terrifying than anything you can show on screen so if you hide the monster like if you're a horror fan you probably already know this but bird box is the better the best recent example of that um if you hide the monster people are the point is like when you're writing a horror movie you should keep the keep from showing the monster because um at some point when you show the monster it's going to be disappointing because whoever's like, when someone's watching the movie and they see, um, the people reacting to a monster, they're gonna picture something incredibly terrifying in their head, and so you don't show the monster for as long as you can. Yeah, Friday and so, the 13th is another example of that. Right. This is a perfect... So, Pontypool is the perfect, like, 
execution of that where even the characters don't see the monster. It's it's all happening like far away from them and they're just getting reports of people are going crazy, people are getting stomped, like there's riots, riots happening yeah. and they're confused and we're confused and it's it it's setting the tone very well. They don't leave because they feel like they have a responsibility to broadcast, but also they're probably low key like I don't want to go out in that. And I mean, I think most people would be like, staying inside, I'm not going out. Right. I will say, though, the kind of rules about how this movie works, like in a zombie movie or kind of outbreak movie, there are certain rules and conventions Mm -hmm. that follow with a zombie movie. And I feel like this movie didn't outline those. uh, The one kind of critique I have is it didn't outline the kind of rules enough Mm -hmm. so that it made sense for me. So like in Zombieland, obviously there are like zombies everywhere and you know what you have to do to stay safe to stay safe and, like, survive and all that. But, um, in this movie, I feel like that was kind of missing. Mm, In a way, it didn't quite connect. Like, I don't understand why they couldn't go out or, like, what the danger Mm. really was. Like, the survival, like, strategies. Yeah, you even, Uh, like, talked about that during the movie. You were like, they should just be able to leave. I don't get why. Why would they get attacked if they were just, like, out and about? What? They probably would. Why would yeah, they, they get attacked? Why? Anyways. Why? Because I think they're acting like. I mean, they're essentially zombies. They're gonna go after a thing when they see it. Right. Like, because like again in Zombieland, um, Bill Murray paints himself like a zombie. He's yeah. able to get around just fine. Like, I don't understand why they weren't able to kind of fake it in this movie. It, it I just mean, kind um, of missed for me. For me. I think that's a benefit of the movie is part of it like we don't know the rules they don't know the rules so okay. they don't know what they can do and they don't know what is happening at all like they like these aren't even they don't even know these are zombies really they know there's like riots happening they they only have a vague picture of what's going on until the doctor comes in and says until well they hear the message saying avoid the english language and avoid terms of endearment and so like they probably get a kind of idea, but, like, still, all they see, all they get are reports of riots, and then there's a part where Grant Mazzy tries to leave, and then all the people come in. Yeah. And are just repeating what they're saying. And so it's, like, it's, the movie doesn't outline the rules, but that's because even the characters don't really um, understand the rules. That's fair, yeah. I guess I, I only feel this kind of way, because I went in kind of knowing yeah. it was... An outbreak movie. Right. So she had an expectation that yeah. didn't get fulfilled. But um, something I will say I love about this movie, it's a Valentine's Day movie. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. set on Valentine's Day, which right. is so amazing to me. Like, the kind of avoiding terms of endearment impossible yeah. on Valentine's Day. Right. Um, And all these other parts, like, he wrote them Valentine's Day cards. He gave them yeah. cards, yeah. Yeah, like, all these, like, kind of subtle hints. Like, so it is a Valentine's Day movie. Wait, it's you know awesome what? I just realized that even though I we did the math, this is actually going to be our Valentine's episode because this is the episode that airs right before Valentine's Day, I think. I love that. Oh, that's perfect. I love that If it us. doesn't, I, uh, fucked that one up, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's something, I really love when movies, I love holiday-themed horror movies, yeah, I'll say. We should have, we should No, it'll be earlier. Well, fuck, maybe we should do My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> we or, can do um, My Bloody Valentine. Well, okay, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that, like, what were you gonna, I was gonna... It's not a Valentine's Day movie, I realize that. But there's this... It's Jennifer's Body. <laughs> but on the Jennifer's Body soundtrack, All Time Low has a song called Toxic Valentine. <laughs> That's a banger. <laughs> um, no, but I love kind of like a holiday movie. Yeah, yeah. 
They, it's just, like, it's it's nice to see, like, horror set. I mean, Valentine's Day didn't have too much to do with this, but there were certain things. Like, it is set on Valentine's Day, and they are told to avoid terms of endearment, and Valentine's Day is the top day where you are going to use terms of endearment because it's all about love and all that stuff. So, like, it was purposely put on that day. So it's, like, it's fun to see themes around days that aren't Halloween. I mean, though we all are sluts for Halloween, it's the best holiday, yes. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um it's just nice to see, like, people get creative, like, you know. So, um, the other aspect of this movie. So, the reason I love this movie so much, two reasons. The first one is, obviously, it's, like, third person. The the horror isn't happening to the characters, but they're hearing it, which makes it scarier. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, it's a very weird type of virus that mm-hmm. transfers. It's It's kind of like a mind virus but it transfers through language, mm-hmm. which is such an interesting concept. It's very unique. What do you guys think about that? I think it's confusing, yeah. for sure. Like, the first time we watched this, I remember having to ask Karish a bunch of questions. Um, but the second time through, I was like, oh, yeah, this makes complete sense. Like, I know exactly what's happening. It's, like, a creative thing that you don't really see that often. Um, so I really enjoyed it. But I want to know, Molly, since this is your first time, what did you think? I actually have something about... Hold on one second. It's not... I can't find it. Did you write something down? No, no, no. It's um something my friend told me once. All right. Um, um, I can't remember what it is, and I can't find it. Go well, ahead. while you're doing that, um, uh, yeah, I I really like the idea of mind viruses. <laughs> um, so there's there's an idea that... Uh, I like to think about, which is, uh, if you've heard of Rocco's, Rocco's Basilisk, um, uh, I've told you about this, Samantha, but basically Rocco's Basilisk is, the idea is that, uh, at some point in the future, uh, a, an artificial intelligence is gonna come into existence that's so powerful that it can recreate um, people's consciousnesses mm-hmm. and torture them. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that uh, this this AI will torture anyone who, in the past, did not bring it into it work to bring it into existence. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like, so like, um, it's basically it's kind of like the idea of hell. It's like if you did not work to make this AI come into existence, then um, you're going to be tortured forever. So do you work to bring the AI into existence or or do do you avoid it? it? (laughs) And so, like, the, the thing about that is that's something that came that, like, someone posted online on a forum... And then, like, the moderator of that forum, it's called Less Wrong, it's like, we don't need to go into that, but basically, the idea, the moderator of that forum was like, we gotta delete this post, because this is a dangerous idea. Yeah. Because, um, it'll, like, terrify people, because, like, if, if you're worried about, if you, if you buy into this, and you believe that this is gonna happen, then it'll terrify you, and you're gonna have to work to create this sort of AI that's going to torture people. So, just the idea itself is mm-hmm. dangerous. So that kind of thing, like, really intrigues me. I don't know if any of that made sense, but 
Um, we'll probably talk about it again on the morning after. But like, I really love these kinds of ideas where um, it's it's a sort of virus that travels through something that's more like through thoughts mm-hmm. or through um, communication, basically. And this is an example of that. And I can't find the specifics of what um, we were talking about, but I had this coworker, and we were talking, I think it was 1984, mm. how there's something that they do with, like, language and what's allowed oh, yeah. and what isn't allowed and how yeah, that yeah. influences, like, how the entire group right. thinks Be- and communicates. And it kind of reminded me of that, like, by influencing the language that people can and can't use. Um, in this specific example, it creates this entire outbreak, but mm-hmm. um, it also within the radio station creates this entire horror narrative where they're afraid to speak, they're afraid to infect each other, they don't know what's going to infect each other based on the language they're saying. So it really illustrates the kind of power that words have, like, within our society. So, um, have either of you read 1984? No. No, I don't know the specific of, like, I was trying, I wrote it down at one point what he was talking about, and I think I wrote it somewhere. I've read it, and so... In 1984, at the end, there's, like, appendices where they talk about how the society came into existence. And basically, this new form of slang basically came into existence called Newspeak. And it's it's spread by the government to, um... It, it basically... It's where you use different words. And the idea is that language is, um... Language affects our t- way of thinking. Okay, so if you don't have a word for something, yes. that's an idea that you're not going to have. So, like, if you don't have a word for freedom, you're not going to under- understand the idea f- of freedom. Yes, um, yeah. So, so like, um, in 1984, the government modifies language to where people can't communicate in a way where they can revolt. Um, like, they use words, instead of bad, they use ungood. Oh my god, yes! Right. Shout out to Brian Avsek, real quick, for, like, talking to me about this, because it's really stuck with me. Right. Yeah, it's like, they modify language so you don't, you can't understand, you don't have thoughts that are problematic to the government. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a very good example that you brought up, Molly, um, is where language is very powerful and can, uh... Control. Control. Yeah. And in this in this movie, the language is what where um the virus transfers through the English language. And so speaking, even communicating, like you can't tell people what's going on because then it's a risk of spreading the virus. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So I I love that. I, that's why I love this movie that's so much. That's such a good point to bring up, Molly. Good yeah. job, God. Thanks. Um, yeah, that's, that's one of the things that makes this movie unique. I love this. Like, just like, from a first time viewer, I love everything about kind of independent, Mm -hmm. unique horror films, and, um, I really think, and just like, I love anything that's set in one space, even Mm -hmm. if it is, like, lower budget or independent, like this one was, um... Super well done. Right. It's very, like, low budget, we but it, about it how, works well. We talked about how, like, it's so, you said, like, well done, and it made me think, like, we were so, in, like, fascinated by the editing of it, and, like, just the camera movement and stuff was, it, it set you into a certain amount of, like, yeah. unease. Right. 
and like like I don't know it was just they did such a good job letting you know hey you're supposed to be uncomfortable right now but like they don't want to send you into like fear because they want you to like pay attention and like understand like it was like feel a little unsettled because you're in an uneasy space listen to the story that's happening in front of you which is exactly what the characters are doing like they're uncomfortable but they're trying to figure things out so you're not going to be like you know like trembling or anything but you're you're also like oh god like what's happening in this world what's going on it's based off a book and i think this movie very much functions as like a storytelling yeah that's true situation like when you're reading a book you like know you're reading a book and um you can kind of have that removal from the story because you are aware you're reading a book and sometimes in movies they like do tricks to like make you feel like you're a part of the narrative and that makes it scary but where this movie kind of draws its horror is from a storytelling aspect and Mm -hmm. I like find real interest and beauty in that kind of like narrative way that this movie works and that's like mostly it's mostly by listening like I feel like you could listen to like someone doing a radio cast Mm -hmm. like if you were listening to the Pontypool radio cast you would feel just as much of the feeling of anxiety and actually hearing exactly almost exactly yeah um another thing about this was that uh the movie was um produced at like concurrently with a radio play like they produced a radio play of this movie really yeah at the same time um, that was a fact on Wikipedia. They Orson Welles did that. Yeah, thing. and it was influenced by Orson Welles. Really? With the well, War you know of the that that's actually like kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Newspaper. Oh my god, wait! I'm a slut for that story. <laughs> to tie the two things we just talked about together, I saw this tweet that was saying, "Don't say Orwellian. It's pretentious to push Orson Welles like two names together." Well, that's Orson Welles, and also we just talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. talks about like how Orson Welles like tricked the world into panic but if you don't know that story look it up because um I think Radiolab did a amazing broadcast that tells the whole history and like debunks that and how the newspapers actually played that shit up right so uh, that's that's not really important and to this but on it's Adam a, ruins everything yeah talk it's, about it it's a fascinating story and then they also like go through and tell you other instances of that occurring but like look that up anyways back to the podcast <laughs> I just I really love that whole story it's my favorite thing yeah because it was also on Halloween. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew spooky. that. Um, uh, so what's our next uh, talking point? What do we do? Um, so we talked about mind viruses, and we talked That's about... That's scary as fuck, though. Yeah. Mind viruses, like, the, I fear that shit. Like, honestly, I think the fear of zombie outbreak is that, like, what, what, what if it happened? It's yeah. such right. a large-scale thing where everybody is affected, like, a majority is affected, and um, it's all about kind of survival and escape, which is such, like, a primal fear... Well, I think... And all of us. Yeah, and I think this one's the worst case because, like, for me, zombie outbreak, definitely terrifying. But, like, for a zombie outbreak, it's, like, stay inside, shoot mm-hmm. them, don't get bit. But for something you like this... You can share the information. Yeah, yeah. For something like this, or even if it's not specifically just this words virus, but anything that's, like, a viral thing, like, mm-hmm. scares the fuck out of me because that's so much harder to avoid and, like, I keep referencing Bird Box, but, like, in Bird Box, it's, like, you can't fucking see it. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's, like, there's these are harder to avoid outbreaks, so you're just, like, well, there's nothing you can do. Like, I'm so afraid that, like, at some point something's going to get released and I'm just going to lose my mind at that point. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, this, this idea of just suffering until, like, because, like, these beings are, like, they describe them as, like, 
there's there's stubs, they're being ripped apart, but they're still going, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like you're just the idea that your body is like that, you know, it's like ugh. It's I don't right. know. The ultimate feeling of helplessness. Yeah. Because yeah, it's such yeah. a large scale. Oh, t- oh I don't like ugh, just thinking about and it. You don't know. <laughs> the thing yeah. is like you you wouldn't know. I don't so know. So in the movie, um, when you first get the virus, like you start out by repeating words. Like people at first, they're confused, and they it seems like they don't understand what they're saying, or they're trying they to say... What? What are they saying? Huh? <laughs> Dude, you stop that shit! You got me, When Laura Land gets it, at first, she's like, uh, I'm gonna go back and check if Mr. Mazzy's missing. I mean, wait, uh... Mr. Mazzy, Mr. Mazzy's missing. Yeah. Missing. And then, like, so they they misunderstand words, and then the next aspect is they start repeating words. And Mazzy, Grant Mazzy, the main character, um, the radio DJ, uh, he eventually, like, um, he, his theory is that the reason they're repeating words is to make them not understand yeah. the word. Because since the the virus travels through language if you don't understand then you can't get the virus and so when you repeat a word it makes it nonsensical yeah and so that makes you not understand the word yeah and uh that's why like in the movie to get around it they kind of they'll speak french because they'll speak french they think they they're pretty sure it's only the english language which um it's kind of a loophole, but whatever. Because um, the whole thing is if you understand it, well, if you understand French, then it should pass through French. But, um, <laughs> sorry, that's, like, my one small issue with this movie. But, um, so, like, they use, like... Well, I feel like it travels through the English language, but, um... Uh, but it makes sense. But, like, the French language isn't infected yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, at some point, someone be. who speaks French is going to... If you speak French to them, they're going to start repeating French, and then the French language will be infected, but for now, like, while they're happening... English is, like, the most, like, like, a lot of people have secondary, can speak English and stuff like that, so it makes sense that, like, even if it's not your primary, like, English would be infected, because a lot of people can speak English. And it's one of those movies, again, it's very ambiguous. Yeah. How it ends. And, um, RG was saying that it's set up for a sequel. Kind of, yeah. Potentially, but, um... Well, he thought there was a sequel, but I don't think there is. I don't think there should be. There's not a sequel. I don't think there should be. I Uh, love, like, the whole, like, kind of ambiguity of it. Like, is it gonna spread? You know, I think we get some of that in the end. While the credits are playing, you hear these sound bites. You, like, you don't know if it is or not. Yeah, so, so... Uh, during the end credits, rather than normally uh, in a movie's end credits, they have music. But in this, they just have news reports. They're they're playing like basically the audio of news reports, talking about what happened in Pontypool, talking about the riots and people calling into the radio, um, and talking about the riots. But at the very end of the credits, someone starts talking about Pontypool and then starts repeating Pontypool, Pontypool, Pontypool. Um, and so, like, it, it, uh, it's, it implies that it's starting to spread further from Pontypool. Can we talk about the beginning as well? Yes. The beginning. Yeah. yeah. Credits. 
Yeah, uh, you were the one talking about it during the... Yeah, so basically, this movie... <laughs> um, so... Panty. <laughs> well, okay, so... Um, one thing, uh, we took a script writing class in, at OSU with this guy named Scott Spears. <gasps> Scott and Spears! One thing that I learned in Scott Spears' class, his one of the things that he taught us was uh, the opening scene of a movie should basically <gasps> yes! encompass the movie. If you're going to have like a whole thing like that. Yeah. Right. And in this movie, this is a great example of it. So the movie opens with um, the image is just like the radio waves, the like audio sound. Like when you sound. do a voice memo, like the... Like, right. Like the... It's, it's just the sound waves showing up. And um, it's just audio of a broadcast by Grant Mazzy talking about how um, someone's cat is missing and someone else was driving over a bridge um, in, like, it was like, it's, it's like wordplay, basically, and he's talking about how there's a place, uh, this woman was driving over the Pont de Pool bridge in Pont de Flac, oh, yeah. Flank, um, and he's translating all those words, he's like, Pont de Flank actually means panty, um, pont means panty, or fl- flank means panty, and pont, or no, flank means pool. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's, it's basically, he's like talking about like piscine de pont and pont de plank, I think are the two phrases that he uses. There's, there's a place called piscine de pont, and then there's a bridge called pont de flank. Basically, <laughs> this woman is driving over the bridge, she sees a cat, and swerves to avoid the cat. And the cat was lost in the city of Pontypool, but this, the person who was driving on the bridge was driving over Piscine the Pont, and the bridge was called Pont de Flank. And, like, um, it's... If you translate those from French to English, that means Piscine de Pont means pool of Pont, which is Pontypool, Pont Pool. Mm-hmm. And then there's Pont de Flank, which means, I guess, Panty Pool. Because flank also means pull. It's something like that. But it's it's like it's 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 just like a radio type of news report. But it's also like he talks about um, wordplay, and then he he's like he talks about Norman Mailer uses this to just to talk about conspiracies and coincidences. It's very much like um, if if you've seen um, what's the movie Magnolia. The movie Magnolia opens with a story about a bunch of coincidences that happen, and then there, it's basically this. Someone jumps off. Uh, should I go into this or not? Someone, someone. Okay. Yeah, someone, I, I don't know what you're talking about. So I would like so, to follow okay, this. So in Magnolia, the opening uh, sequence of the movie Magnolia is telling a story about. Someone jumps off a building to commit suicide, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't die from the fall. What happens is, as they're falling, someone within the building is... uh, A man within the building is arguing with his wife. He pulls out a gun. The gun, um, he thinks it's not loaded. Because he does this regularly where he argues with his wife and he pulls out a not-loaded gun and, like, threatens her with it. Um... And then he shoots the gun, but someone has loaded the gun. He shoots the gun, 
at his wife, but it misses his wife and shoots out the window as this man that was trying to commit suicide jumps down. Um, oh, the man jumps yeah. down. He's trying to commit suicide. As he falls, he gets shot by the, the, the man uh, who's fighting with his wife. And then the shot is what kills him. And it's not the fall from the top of the building. So the question is, is this a murder or a suicide? Oh. And also, like... The gun, uh... Isn't it, it also part of this, like, if the story continues, like, sometimes it's, like, the sun and, like... Yeah, yeah, the sun was the one who loaded the gun, because normally the gun's not loaded. The gun was loaded by the son who was hoping the dad would kill the mom. So, like... I need to watch who, Magnolia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Magnolia... Uh, I would 100% watch Magnolia. But, like, um, so that's the story that opens Magnolia, and it's basically about all these coincidences came together to form something... And, like, in a court case, that's, like, like, who's the murderer if it's yeah. a murder? Is it the son or is it the dad who actually shot the gun? You know? Um, so, uh, um, that kind of thing kind of is very similar to the opening to Pontypool, which is about coincidences and words mm-hmm. meaning other things. The point is... I'm sorry, this was a very long tangent, <laughs> but it's just because I'm drunk and I'm going all over the place. And we're just not, we're not stopping it. Yeah, but the idea is, um, the opening scene of Pontypool really, like, really represents the rest of the movie, because it's talking about wordplay. He does a lot of repetition, and he does a lot of, there's a lot of coincidental things, and he mentions Honey the Cat, which is another thing that gets repeated by... And that fucks stuff up. Right. It's one of those things, like, when I was watching, I was like, oh, weird. Pod, like... Not podcast, fuck, radio station. Like, right. oh, it's just normal stuff. But then, when it all kind of clicked about the repetition. Yeah. And, like, that kiss me means kill me, kiss me means kill me. How you, like, you start to not understand it. Like, Pontypool, Pantypool. Yeah. Ponda, Plume, de Pass. Right. Like, it, oh, it, like, got there for yeah. me. We should talk about the post credit scene. Oh, um, that made no sense to me. Yeah. So... Um, do either of you... I've been talking I, a lot. I, I like the post credit scene for, but do like... do you want to explain what happens? Um, I don't even understand what happened enough to be able to recall what happened. I was so confused. Like, after this whole post credit scene about, like, kind of being left off as maybe the world's going insane, like, it, op- it flashes to our main characters. They're um, sitting, like, in a diner. Yeah, and, like, they're dressed all, like, snazzy. Like, it reminded me and of, like... in black and white. Sin City slash Quentin Tarantino. Like, right. it was, like, real, like, I don't know. And it was all black and white. And then as they're talking, this nonsensical, which I'll let Harish explain, like, as they're talking, it the color fades in. And, like, they're basically, like, saying, like... Oh, we're gonna take on the world, and that's why it's like Sin City-ish. But like, just the way they talked reminded me of Tarantino. But like, what right. were they? Saying? They have a very peculiar type it, of. Speech. I think it's their way of handling the new. It's very world. stylistic. Yeah, it's, it's like he's like he's using a lot of metaphors. He's like, we'll be knocking boots yeah. until the world goes around, or something like, like that. They understand each other. They're just talking in English, and, but and not he, um, in English. One of the things is like she's like. And our names, and he's like, "I'll be Johnny Dead Eyes," and Lisa the Killer. Lisa, Lisa the, the Killer. killer. And yeah. I, that whole scene makes me want to believe that they survived. Yeah, right. And are living kind of how Sam said in this new world. Yeah. So, um, 
something I read about, this is a while ago, this is, like, so long ago when I first, like, watched this movie and was, like, researching it, but I think someone asked the director what he meant by the last end credit scene, and if I'm remembering correctly, this could be completely off base, but um, if I'm remembering correctly, I think what he was trying to imply by the end credit scene was that basically the language virus starts affecting the actual world Mm -hmm. to where the world goes crazy. And so, like, it's snowing in the background and, like, it's black and white and then the color fades in. So, like, to, um, it's just them getting through this crazy world where words mean different things. And so, like, they have to speak in metaphors to over, like, move past the virus and stuff. That's, like, a higher living. Like, you have to process things. I I really want to read the book now. Yeah. We should. We should. Yeah. Another book club. (laughs) Another scene we really, like, all kind of mentioned that we liked is when they're talking about the deaths. Oh, yeah. The families that have killed each other. Yes. You want to hear about the family members? This is what's going on. Like, who killed who and who killed who? It's just Who survived by who? And it's, um, this kind of black and white film stylized portraits of these people as they were living. Right. And, um, you get this kind of sense of, like, connectivity, and especially in kind of a small town where everybody knows each other, it really gives you the sense of, like, of that connectivity and, like, of how, like, on such a small scale, like, this is affecting their city. Yeah. And how it will be affecting. Right. And this is very much a movie about a small town, because, like, Sydney Breyer knows the policeman. She knows Ken Loney. Like, she's known Ken Loney from 12. She doesn't like him. him. She knows him. She, like, they all know each other, and, like, um, it's very much a small town setting. It makes it sadder. It makes it sadder, and it it, it kind of, like, makes it more likely, because everyone knows each other, it's easy for the virus to travel. Yeah. And another thing that about the obituaries that they were doing um, is you notice that, like, they're, everyone's killing their own family members. Mm-hmm. It's whoever's close to them gets murdered. Which and is, that's, again, weird for Valentine's Day. Right. You're killing your loved ones. Yeah. This is a great Yeah, that's great a great timing. point. Um, yeah, that's something the doctor mentions. Um, the doctor also, like, comes in and talks gibberish, basically. Gibberish. Uh, gibberish. He, he, like... It seems like, the way the doctor talks, it seems like he knows what's going on, but um, he's bad at explaining, basically. But his idea is that um, the victim either commits suicide or finds someone to to commit suicide into, is what he says. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that that was, that lost me. So, um, I think what he was trying to say is, um, you repeat words and try to get someone to transfer if you if you can't transfer the um the virus then you die. Okay. Is okay. his idea. So if you transfer it you're still in this like weird sense but you're not going to like commit suicide. You're like not going to Cuz how you pass ish. it along. But you're of. still affected yeah. by but it. it. Yeah. Again. You're still losing your mind but you're not killing yourself. Right. Like, it's like since since Laurel Ann didn't transfer the virus to anyone. She just died by on her own. She, she just, um, like, uh, she just committed suicide at the end. And, like, 
like vomited blood and died. Yeah, iconic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but again, I think that so much of that, and it, like when I say I don't get it, like I, I don't think they did a good enough job explaining Explain. it, but it doesn't like hurt the movie. But um, again, it is very similar to how language works. If you can't communicate, um what you're meaning to say, you're alone. Yeah. 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 That's and true. Like it it kind of provided, yeah, it, like, it dies, like, what you're trying to say, like, dies with you. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. That's awesome really movie. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize, like, maybe we're drunk, <laughs> but there's a lot of metaphor in this movie. Right. Yeah. I really like the, um, lack of explanation. Mm-hmm. I feel like... You're also a type that likes that shit, though. Right. I do really like... Um, you like stuff. figuring it out. I, I like if something is not really explained, I like trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, even if it's, even if there's not an explanation that's like, I mean, death of the author. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, the text is what we have, so we gotta try to make sense of it ourselves, you know. So. You know what um, the ending reminded me of? What? Um, the telephone music video with Lady Gaga and yes! Beyonce. Oh my god, that, that really does. How they're talking to each other and you don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. But That's how they're so like, you've been a bad girl, honey bun. Or like some, yeah. I don't remember what they said. And you never know say. if you're gonna get a sequel. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. That's just that's just a thought that good popped ass, into my head. Good ass comparison on that one. <laughs> and it's even both in a diner. Like, yeah. And Tarantino-ish because they right. have the pussy the wagon. wagon. Yes. <laughs> wow. We love intrusive thoughts about the telephone music. <laughs> wow. Giving the gays everything they want. <laughs> Unintended um, reference. Yeah, we really tied that on. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so should we talk about... Um, character likeness and survival now yeah yeah so who wants to go first Um, let's do like what characters we really understand like feel like we'd be like limited picks i mean just as kind of a default i'd say laurel laurel like intern trying to work my way up yeah um most normal out of the bunch and i'll say it i thought she was exuding big gay energy (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um Again, it's one of those things, like, I also don't relate to her, because in a situation like that, I'd be very concerned, and I'd be very concerned with following the rules. Mm. So, in a sense, I kind of relate to the doctor. Like, you have to do this, 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 and this, and you can't do this. Yeah. Right. I think Laurel and didn't really understand what the The issue was. She was also, like... um, She didn't get to that point where she was going on. She was also, like, a former veteran, um, oh really? It's mm-hmm. not like they kind of like pass they it. they bring it up, but it's not like unless you're paying hero. attention, you don't really. Yeah, she talks about how she was I in Afghanistan. That was like a homecoming queen. No, 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 okay. no, no, She was like in Afghanistan, and oh. um, she was a veteran. So like her immediate reaction was, "We gotta close the doors and like yeah, get ready no, to fight. that makes sense. Um, so I'll I'll kind of retract what I'm saying. Just the big gay energy like really struck out, but no, I'll mm-hmm. say the doctor. Because I'm very much one for kind of following the rules mm-hmm. and understanding. Like, I need to know what's happening. Figuring it yeah. out. Yeah. What about you? I, I feel like I also related to the doctor because um, I I feel like I would be the kind of person who would figure out what's going on but have a hard time explaining yeah. it. <laughs> I... This is hard. I'm kind of torn between Sydney and Mazzy mm-hmm. because... Sydney's like 
to me, her intuition to, like, hey, we shouldn't be doing this and, like, caring about her family and stuff like that, like, that makes sense to me. Um, but also, like, Mazzy's, like, reasoning of, like, we've got to get this message out and, like, how he, when they're talking to Ken and, like, Sydney's trying to cut him off saying, like, we can't kill somebody on the radio or we can't right. listen to something, I would be so caught up in, like, needing to know what's happening that I would be ignoring the ethics of it and being, like, I need to know this. And so, like, it's hard for me to decide between them because I feel like I'm one of uh, aspects of both in that situation, which works out because they survive when working together. <laughs> yeah. So, kind of on a scale of 1 to 10 radio waves. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do we think we'd survive before we do that? Oh. Okay. Do you think you'll survive? You know what? Yeah. And, um... It's, again, kind of like how I was talking about, like, following the rules of a zombie movie. I think I, once I caught on to what they were, like, mm-hmm. I'm all in on that. Like, I would very much be so concerned for my own survival that I wouldn't be talking yeah. at all. And, um, language, that's when that, we should learn sign language. We gotta learn sign language. No, but, um. I think I would also, like, stop talking because I'm good yeah. at not talking. Mm-hmm. I'm um, not, but, but, like, I would for survival. Yeah. But it's also, like... That would suck, because I would, like, still want to listen to podcasts or listen to something, because, mm-hmm. um, like, even when I'm being quiet, I just need something else to stimulate me, so I don't know how long I'd be able to survive just not communicating with anyone. That's yeah. the only thing, though, is, um, I would be worried, the only thing I think I would get it is because, like, my need to know, I'm worried I would catch it through somebody else's um. words. Mm. I mean, if you're worried about, like, entertainment and stuff, though, there's, like, classical music and, like, only instrumental stuff. And, like, it de- it was kind of vague on whether or not... Chill hop? We- there you go, chill hop. There's, um... It was also, like, vague on whether or not reading affects you. Yeah, um, I don't think at yet. that point yeah, reading Yeah, so, like, for a little that. while, at least, you've got reading. Right. I think, I think I'd make it for a while, unless the rules change, but I think I... Do you guys speak other languages, though? I'm trying um, so hard on Spanish, but I am fucking it right up. Karish speaks three languages. Well, I I mean, I understand uh, my native language from India, which is called Malayalam. Um, Malayalam? Malayalam, yeah. I I understand it, but I speak it very badly. But, like, if I was, like, if the English language were in trouble, I'd communicate with my parents that, like, with that. I also speak maybe about as much French as Grant Massey. (laughs) (laughs) And I get like I took like high level Spanish yeah. Like, yeah. in college, high school. I could get around. I if I if it was like a post English society, I could definitely pick up on Spanish pretty easily. I but think the I fact could, that yeah. I don't This need is it why now. the Duolingo owl is like getting <laughs> on our asses. It knows something we don't. It's like it knows the virus is coming. The Duolingo owl creates the virus to make sure people learn other languages. It's not important to him that he connects the world. <laughs> okay. So now radio waves. Radio okay, waves. yeah, on a one to ten radio waves, how would you rate There's this There's so much in this movie that we could talk about. Like, we could talk about being at a radio station. Because, like, um, oh, yeah. one thing that we brought up while watching the movie that, like, we didn't talk about at all was how he has to l- read stuff and listen to people talking into his ear and, and talk, talk at the same time. That's, That's such crazy. a great skill. How would you be able to, like, talk and hear someone talking to you at the same time? It's a talent. Yeah, that's, like, a skill that they have to learn. And being a radio host is, like... It's hard. 
harder than I thought it would be. Because you get all sorts of information coming in from. I feel like it's only hard with like something that. Yeah, I was gonna say you have to be in the middle of an emergency. But anyway, moving past that. Radio waves. Okay, do you want to go? Um, I give it ten radio waves. Ten radio waves. Explain. I I loved it. It's one of those um. Such a unique movie that, like, instantly I was kind of grabbed into it. And I know earlier I kind of, like, shit on, like, the issues that I had with it, but, um, again, like, it's such, like, a powerful, unique horror movie that made me afraid in a different way than a lot of other movies I've seen have. And although it kind of, like, isn't the best, like, budgeted movie and it, like, wasn't, like, some of the rules didn't make sense to me, you know, the things it did in place of that, mm-hmm. like, that we talked about, um, really made it up for me. Yeah, I'd recommend this to, like, everybody yeah. who's, a, like, a fan of horror movies, who's a fan of, like, psychologically stimulating movies. Um, I'm gonna give it nine and a half. Um, it's literally same reasoning on Molly of why I got to have such a high rating. I just, this movie, it was even better the second time I watched it. I really enjoy it. I just hate that they make out at the end. It bothers That's the shit true. out of me. Why did they all of a sudden love each other? I don't know. I think that there's probably some reasoning in their minds as to why they're doing it. Like, kind of a desperation. Also, like, their minds aren't right kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, I just, I hate, it's not even that it's romance. I just hate forced romance and yeah. sexuality between characters, especially straight characters. Like, I fucking right. hate it. And, um, so that, that's, like, the only thing that, like, really irks me about it. And that's only, like, the last 15 minutes of the movie that there's, like, even a... And, I mean, we said that they there was kind of, like, a witty repartee with yeah. them and everything, but it's just... Ugh, I hate it. Yeah. But other than that, the best, like, oh, it's just such a good movie. Oh, yeah. But, go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, yes, it is forced romance. I kind of, like... Um, personally, I feel like they had a little bit of, like, sexual chemistry, um, early on in the way that they were arguing, but, like, still, yeah, you're right, that it is unnecessary romance, but, um, I do, I would say 10 out of 10 radio waves, because, um, I think my favorite movies are just movies that are unique and do stuff differently than the normal conventional type of movie, um... And this is definitely one of those where it's, like, um, a sort of virus that transfers in a unique way. It's it's all not happening on screen. It's happening third person, even to the people that are we're watching on screen. So it's... Um, I, I was just, like, right before this, I was editing the Friday the 13th one, and we were talking about how... Um, uh, movies horror movies don't have to be scary they just you just have to buy into them and as long as it's scary for the people on screen then that's good enough for us you know that kind of thing but like i feel like there's an example of that where it's scary for them and it's scary for us because we don't know what's going mm-hmm. on and they don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and that's terrifying and uh, yes it's confusing like the rules aren't really fleshed out but i i feel like that's the kind of thing where, like, there's a lot where I can rewatch it and analyze it and try to figure out the rules on my own. This is my fourth time watching it, by the way. Yeah, I watched it once on my own, once where I made my friends watch it, once where I made <laughs> Samantha watch it, and then this no. is the fourth time. I definitely want to watch it again to kind of pick up on, like, the mm-hmm. foreshadowing. Like, the right. woman in the car. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow, she's definitely one of the infected. Yeah, yeah. And that's cr- 
Oh, I love that. And at the beginning, like, he yells out, who are you? And you think yeah. it's an echo, but it it's could also not, be. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely somebody else. Right. That's crazy. And I- it sets up the, the radio, like, the speaker on the outside of the radio mm-hmm. station at the beginning. So I would love to watch it again to kind of pick up on yeah. more of those. Well, I was like, I would want to watch it again sober, but, um. Movie is that um, so? This is one of the movies I feel like we're not gonna have a villain. Oh yeah, I mean I guess the, the villain is the like conversationalist. A virus. Yeah, but I, I mean don't know. it's like are zombies a villain? I'm kind of in this. This is the thing I have with all zombie outbreak movies is I get that they're the villain, but they're not bad guys. But exactly, they're not. They're just like victims yeah. as well as everybody else. Right, and that's something Grant Matthew talks about at the end. He's like, they're just confused, scared, weirdly political at yeah. the end. Yeah, <laughs> woke right? Grant Matthew. <laughs> so, so maybe like if we're gonna put them on the terms of like, if the we're comment, ranking, are them, we are like, we gonna rank them? If we're gonna if we're gonna rank them, we're gonna rank them low because like, I'm, well, actually though, if you're talking about scary, they're pretty high on scary, I but like saying... on evil, they're very low because they're not yeah. evil beings. You know, you. Know, I would honestly put them if my ranking is still how it is now. It is um, other mother. I would say the conversationalists in terms of like fear, um. It's not the... What's its name? The Bagul! 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 Ah, that motherfucker. Um, I, I put Bagul over Pamela Voorhees. Uh-huh. And then um, Terry from yeah, All She Leaders yeah. Die. But um, I put them second again because what you're saying, like, they invoke such a fear. Yeah, I mean, they're not Even evil, though they're not villainous. But you can't avoid it. Right. Like, it's so hard. I would put um, this virus at the top. Yeah. I, I would say more scary than the other mother. Just really? because... In terms of survival, just yeah. because at least you can communicate with the other mother, you like this like stops communication basically, and it's like that just really terrifies me. Yeah, it's it's like a virus that you can't even um, you can't even spread information about. Yeah, so it's hard know? to avoid it. Yeah, so it's hard to avoid it. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I think I think I'm gonna put it on my top. Um, scary. Yeah, just because, like, like I was saying earlier, this is like a fear of mine. Just the idea of going, like, just losing my mind one day. Like, yeah, it's so scary. <laughs> I don't. I get that, but at the same time, I rank the um, conversationalist below the other mother because they don't. You know, There's no they purpose. don't do anything. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, well, no, they do. But for me, like, the visual and the narrative of, like, what they're doing, like, isn't there for me in the same mm. way it is as the other mother. I see where you're coming from on that. I guess, yeah. There's no meaning behind their actions. She's gonna be my number one for a minute, It's I gonna think. be hard to yeah. be, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Anything else? Uh, oh, uh, what would we recommend? Oh, yeah, I had the crazies. I said it when we were watching the movie. This really makes me want to watch... The, the movie called The Crazies. I've been yeah. wanting to. I, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I've been wanting to watch it so bad lately. I haven't seen The Crazies in years, but I know it's kind of the same concept of an area losing their mind. This one is, The Crazies is more like you see everything and there's more of a physical aspect of it. Um, like it, it's explained as more than just like a metaphysical Met- thing. Yeah. Um, but I would highly recommend The Crazies, really any zombie movie, but mm-hmm. The Crazies specifically. Um, I haven't, 
I do like zombie movies, but the only ones I've seen are comedies. Oh. Uh, so yeah. I'll say Shaun of the Dead and Zombieland. Uh, um, I've also great. heard good things. Oh, I watched, um, I think it was, I've only seen Dawn of the Dead, but I've seen the remake. Mm-hmm. And I, I get, I didn't like it that much, but I guess kind of like any, oh, no, 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 no. Contagion with Matt Damon and Gwyneth Paltrow. Contagion. Oh, that, is fucking yeah. terrifying. I've never uh, seen that. I saw it's that movie in theaters. Movie. And, um, I'll, it's, it's I'll about, spoil it real quick. It's yeah. about, like, this virus that infects, like, a variety of the population. Everybody gets sick, and the people across the world are just dying in mass. But it does this super cool thing at the end where it tracks back. So it starts at, like, day whatever. And then you go back to day one. Oh. And you see that it was this bat that, like, ate a banana and dropped the banana and a pig ate it, and that's what causes the virus. Right, and you yeah. see that at the end, like, how all of this kind of started. I love so that. It's, it's about how, it's basically, because, like, the, there, um, there's also a part of the movie where they're analyzing how the vector, yes! the virus is transferring, and they're like, oh, this person flew from China to here. And, and it's all the people you see at the beginning to, dying. Yep. Uh, how, like, it's all about, like, kind of the connectivity of human experience and how that created right. the virus. So very similar oh, cool. to kind of this. It's, yeah. It's it's about, like, at the on the one hand, the virus traveling, but also about how the scientists are trying to figure out yeah. where the virus is or mm-hmm. and how to stop it. I would say it's not a horror movie. It's not really a but, horror um, movie. I but, I would recommend it if you like this movie. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Hershey? Um, I know I mentioned Magnolia. It's It's... Not really similar, but still watch it anyway, because it's a great movie, even though it's three hours long. But, um, uh, I did want to mention, um, Sinister mm. is similar in that, like, the, it's, it's yeah. sort of a, it's a monster that travels through film and the film cameras, film reels, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is another unique Way. type of transferring and also you're learning through while they're learning yeah type mm-hmm. experience. right you don't understand what's going on and then as the characters realize you realize yeah. um and vincent d'onofrio is there. <laughs> is that true yeah he's the professor in it you know oh, yeah, i don't true. know why i fixate on that he plays the professor but i do <laughs> <laughs> um yes um the other i also wanted to mention okay i have Actually, some book recommendations. Okay. Three books. Two of them I haven't completely read. <laughs> so I there's this book called The Raw Shark Texts, where uh, I haven't finished the book, but I've read I read part of it and then had to return the library book. But it's it's a similar type of thing where it's. I think it's kind of like a shark that travels through, words, and like kills people through words. I don't really understand, but it's called The Raw Shark Texts. Look it up. It's about this guy who's like, um, he, he loses memory and then you're like reconstructing it as he is Mm -hmm. and he's watching videos that he found of him and this girl Cleo and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's, I haven't finished, I never finished the book because I got busy, but that's one thing. Um, also, House of Leaves is another book that I started Still. reading, haven't finished. I'm about halfway through that one, and I stopped about two years ago. But that's also <laughs> one where it's, like, the characters are going crazy, but there's also, like, three levels deep of... Oh, it's so confusing. It's, it's, like, really taxing, too, dude. Oh, yeah. it takes a lot out of you to read that book. Um, uh, those are just, like, um... They remind us. Yeah. Um, And the third one is Fight Club 2. 
um, which is really a comic. yeah. So it's a comic book. you know, no, yeah, yeah. We I'm, all know I'm Fight like Club. I am so far up Chuck Polinick's ass. Yeah. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Yeah. So Fight Club, there's the movie, there's the book, and there's then the comic book. The comic book, Fight Club 2, which is a sequel, in a way, to both the movie and the book. Yeah. So, so the idea... I'm, I'm very curious. I, I just, I, I bought it, like, two weeks ago, and I read it, and I really, I'm obsessed with it now, because um, the idea of Fight Club 2 is that Tyler Durden is a mind virus. The idea of Tyler Durden is what is causing this chaos. And so, like, I I don't want to spoil it, yeah. but I kind of did. But I but like th- the yeah, did you want to say something? Also, rant by Chuck Palahniuk, very similar in I terms have, of like a what is rant? It's like the series of interviews. Like it just, I I it's also I I'm with, so excited oh, I no. can't talk because I, I, I haven't so read rant without spoiling again. It's like very like a virus kind of theme. Uh, but it's like told through interviews and it's like a lot of like backstory about this character who like becomes one of the most like deadly people right um yeah but fight club 2 is very interesting in the way that like the way that tyler durden spreads himself Mm -hmm. is very similar to the way this language spreads but yeah would recommend i just love chuck politics so much (laughs) like uh, that made my day (laughs) okay so welcome to night vale well, oh, they said that oh during the thing. Yeah, yeah welcome that's to Night Vale. True. I feel like I'm listening to um, Welcome to Night Vale. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's so true. Um, I, I've only listened to a couple episodes. I just, I, I, it's something I appreciate. I just couldn't really get into. Yeah, yeah, But me the too. way that Mazzy, like, speaks just sounded just like the Welcome to Night Vale right. dude. And just the idea of, like, Listening to weird shit happening the throughout the... above the Arby. Yeah, right. like it's the like, woman with no face. You're like <laughs> listening to weird shit happening in the town through a radio broadcast, and that's exactly what happened. It's right. like weird shit's happening. These guys are broadcasting it. Right. So that was something. Yeah, I forgot about that. Even though, <laughs> don't listen to other podcasts other than this one. Yeah. No, please listen no. to Welcome <laughs> to Night Vale. It's a treasure. Um, okay, so yeah. So the... any final thoughts? It's a baller movie. Find it Watch where you can. This yes. movie. Don't Watch totally, this movie. totally don't illegally stream it. Definitely. I would say actually yeah. contribute to these people. They deserve it. I would say if you can afford to pay for it, then yeah. buy it. But I would say watch the movie however you can. You don't have to raise your hand. Support local libraries and rent the movie. Yeah, That's true. Really? libraries. I have rented solution. every David Lynch movie at the same time, and trust me, like just rent a movie from yeah. the library. And also, they have like Canopy and um, Hoopla yeah. and stuff. If you have a library card, you have access to a lot of free fucking movies. Right. So check that out. So if you can't take advantage find it for free. of the free. Support stuff. your local libraries. Support the filmmakers. And worst case. I, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but, but do what you need to do. <laughs> just watch this movie. Alright, that's that. That's it. Alright, cool. Thank Goodbye. you so much Wait, for listening. Um, should we decide oh, our, our pl- next movie? Oh, our decide next movie. Um, let's do that in the... In post. In post? In the morning after? Or yeah. should we just pick Can we do House of one? Wax with Paris Hilton? Please. Fine. We can yeah. do House of Wax with Paris Oh, I do have one more message. Yes. Sydney Blair is Sydney alive. Breyer. Sydney Breyer is alive. At Tipsy Terror. Tipsy Terror Pod at gmail.com. And Sydney Terror, Tipsy 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 Terror,
We had to take a moment because we all forgot what we were about for um, a minute. Yeah, we have to do our um, plugs for ourselves. So um, you can find me on Twitter at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby Doo reference, like I've said before. And that's the only thing I want your asses following me on. I'm at Not a Credit Card on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Reddit. If you want to find my Reddit account, which I don't post a lot on, but not a credit card. I'm uh, at Molly Francis Haynes on Instagram, and my Twitter is at M O 11 Y H A I N E S. It's my name, but with ones for 11s. Um, uh, or ones, ones for instead L's. of L's. Ones for 11s. Shit. <laughs> I got got. You'll find it. It's If you check out our main page, which is at Tipsy Terror on Tipsy Twitter. Tipsyterror.rip, tipsyterror.com, tipsyterror.w2f. Also, we have tipsyterror.pub. I forgot about that. I hate that. But I bought that. Why? Dot pub. Dot pub. Dot pub. Tipsyterror.pub. Tipsy. Tipsy. No, no, stop it. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. Tipsy means twist it. Tipsy is twisted. Tipsy is twisted. All right, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, Cindy Breyer is alive. Is Daddy a term of endearment? Yes.